All right, good evening, everyone. And we're going to get back into uh, what we started talking about last week, Faith Sounds. And, you know, we went through the, the book of uh, uh, Genesis and Genesis 1, how when God, um, you know, he spoke the word, basically he spoke the world into existence. God said, let there be light. God said, let there be a firmament. God said, let the, let's divide the waters from above, the waters above from the waters beneath. So, again, God said and it was so, and it was good, but he, God said is the key. And then uh, later on in that chapter, chapter one, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And we've talked about that here before at the church a lot. If God says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, the only reference we have for the image and likeness of God that we were created in would be he spoke basically creative words by faith and creation manifested. So we were made in that same image. Then if we go over here to Genesis 2, uh, Genesis 2, we'll just turn there real quick. We reference the scripture, we'll probably reference it a few times through this teaching, something some of us was taught some years ago. But um, verse 7, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils. Now, you know, keep in mind, God is breathing into him what's inside of God. And we already know right now this same breath that he breathed into man is what he used to speak things into existence. So he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Um, when you study out living soul in the, you know, just the Hebrew example, what that means is man became a speaking spirit. Man became a speaking spirit. Because you realize God created a whole lot of other things, but we're the only uh, part of creation that speaks from the standpoint of of creation. We're not just talking like a parakeet to mimic things. We're talking that we have creative power in our words. We're speaking spirits. And last week we had a couple of really good, you know, my wife emphasized speaking spirit uh, last week too. But we also had something that um, Siobhan had shared with us that she had, had was inspired to write uh, last Wednesday before service, before she even knew what we were talking about. And I wanted to reference it uh, and then reference something else Pastor Melanie had mentioned. But it said... Uh, uh, there is a power be, be, behind, there is a power behind all of our words that we speak. That's why it is important that we don't speak negatively over ourselves, because then that power is pushing the negative. All right, uh, she didn't say that, I just added that. Um, There's nothing wrong with having emotions towards what we have been through or what we are currently going through as it's actually very healthy to be self-aware. However, as we try to climb out of our circumstances, let's look to the good things that we want to happen and speak hope as well as promise over our lives. 
Right, that's something that Siobhan wrote, and I thought it was good because there is power behind our words. Um, as we talked about last week, uh, we're snared by the words of our mouth, held captive by the words of our mouth, Proverbs uh, 6.2. Um, life and death are in the power of the tongue. So all those speaks to, look, the tongue has power, right? And life and death are in the power of that tongue. So it speaks to what uh, Siobhan was saying um, last week or what she wrote last week, that there is power behind all of our words that we speak, right? Uh, and this might be a part of, of what she wrote. Uh, Philippians 4, 8, 9 speaks about the importance of looking to the good uh, looking to the good and praiseworthy things in life and how putting this into practice in our lives will give us God's peace. Uh, there's more, um, the more positive things you speak, the more positive things you will think, the more positivity you will experience. Shift your focus and you will notice the change. Again, that's a part of what Siobhan was, uh, had wrote last week, Right. So, and it makes sense, you know, uh, you're, if you're snared by the words of your mouth, if you start speaking out the things that are positive, then you'll be held captive by that positivity. Uh, if you start speaking faith-filled words, you'll be held captive by the faith-filled words. But if you start to speak uh, doubt and unbelief, you're held captive by the doubt and unbelief, right? Proverbs 6, 2. And then my wife has shared something. Uh, as uh, what she had got out of last week's teaching, how, you know, we need to speak into the airways. We need to speak into the airways. So if you think about what God did in Genesis, is what he did. He spoke. Uh, the, the scripture says, darkness and void was upon the face of, face of the earth. So God saw darkness and void. He saw something missing. And if you think about how we live, if we're honest with ourselves, we don't like darkness. And we don't like when there's a void. Uh, you know, in some of our, our, our worldly life and some of our carnal life, you know, when there's a void, we try to immediately uh, fill that void with whatever pleasure or whatever vices, right? We're immediately trying to fill a void, correct? And so, but we got that, that, that innate desire to fill the void from God. God saw a void, but God showed us how to fill voids. Speak into existence what you desire, not what you see. So God saw darkness and void, and what came out of his mouth was, let there be light. So he didn't, he didn't magnify or use his words to amplify, project what he saw. He used his words to speak what he desired in the midst of what he didn't desire. See, that's the hard part here. A lot of times we think we're justified to speak what we feel or what we see. And then when somebody talks to you and go, why are you saying that? And you go, that's just how I feel. Or that's, what, that's how I see it. And you may be correct. That's how you see it and that's how you feel. But your words aren't designed to magnify or project what you sense or what you see or what you feel your words are designed to create what you desire what you need or what God wants you to have right so again that's where th these this darkness or this void or these circumstances are placing a demand on us to produce faith sounds 
placing a demand on us to produce faith sounds. Now, the adversary is sending these circumstances or F, F uh, period, E period, A period, R period, fear, false evidence appearing real. He's sending it so we can say what he's trying to show us. Say what we see, not what God says. He's trying to get us to say what we see, not what God says. He's trying to get us to speak fear sounds and not faith sounds. And so, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, in my life I've done these one-man scripts. So I was teaching one time and I, I did a script and what it was is like the adversary comes to your life and he recognizes that you're moving towards God's design for you, what you purpose for you. So he goes, okay, I can't have that. He says, but I can't stop them because they have power in their words. They have faith sounds that can produce whatever they want. So what I need to do is get them to use their faith sounds against them. I got to get them to use their own mouth to snare themselves in what I want them to have, not what they desire. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk up to them. So uh, real quick, Pastor Mel, if you don't mind, I need to use you. All right, so I'm going to walk up to them. So you, you're standing here. You just stay there. Do not move. Facing me. Facing me, like facing me, yeah. And I'm standing here. So what the adversary does, he slides in between and he puts up a set. He puts up this screen. Now on the other side, on one side of the screen, Pastor Mel is seeing something. On, on this side of the screen, I'm seeing something. Now we're both seeing what the adversary wants us to see, false evidence appearing real. So his whole goal on this side of the screen, he's almost like invisible to me, showing her showing her the wrong picture. And what he's saying behind the screen is, please say it. Just say what you see. Say what you see. Say what you see. Please, please, say what you see. Say what you see. Say. And he just, the projections are trying to intimidate her to say what she sees. Now I'm on the other side of the screen and I see a picture and, and he's trying to get me. Say what you see. Say what you see. Say what you see. Now the whole is, the, the goal is what? To get us in strife or to get us in misunderstanding when the whole time we have somebody we have this imagination that's trying to resurrect itself and give us a picture against the knowledge of God it's trying to give us a picture against a faith against the faith sounds and trying to get us to speak the opposite of what God wants in our life so we have to cast down. The screen is raised. We got to remove the screen by casting down this imagination and every high thing that's trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought in the captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. When we bring that thought in the captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus, we're going to speak faith sounds in the midst of what we see. See, once if I open my mouth and I say opposite of what the screen is showing me, I cast it down. I remove it. Because now I'm speaking faith sounds and, me, and I'm going to be snared by that independent of what she sees. And then she's going to speak faith sounds and she's going to be snared by that. But the adversary don't want us to do that. He, he wants us to misunderstand. He wants he want me to say, well, she doesn't really, really like me. She's just waiting for me to mess up. She's not with me. She's against me. I can't do nothing right in front of her. That's what he wants me to speak and to say, right? But no, I, we have to stay in agreement and harmony with 
what God says. We have to keep speaking faith sounds. Thank you. Right? So that's the key. The key is, is and, and then uh, going back to what Pastor Mel says, speaking in the airways, God spoke faith sounds in the, in the atmosphere. And things started to manifest. Light. Uh, 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 Jamal was saying he spoke vibrations. And, and the vibrations started to hop and move. And things started to jump up out the ground. Vege vegetation and and light and man and animals all because God spoke sound into the atmosphere and things and, and guess what God spoke light and light has not stopped moving since was it 272,192 miles per hour or something like that I, I went close I know it's 272, 100 miles per hour. Light has still been moving and, 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 and revealing itself from the time God spoke it. it is not, that word has not returned to God void, but it's accomplished what he sent it to do. Isaiah uh, 55, 11. Right? So, so, so that's what I'm saying. God has spoke some things and it has not stopped yet. And so if we can stay locked in to what God is trying to tell us and speak faith sounds, it's going to manifest in what we told it to do. So this thing about speaking in the um, in the airways that Pastor Mel was talking about, let's go over here to Ephesians 6. She triggered this scripture in my spirit when uh, she was talking about it last week. Y'all be seeing me sometimes run back up up here and put some notes down, but I remember putting this down for a reason. Uh, Ephesians 6, and we'll start here at verse 10. Ephesians 6, verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the tricks or the false evidence appearing real of the devil, right? It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood what we can see, right? It says, but against principalities against powers against rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places in the airways right in the airways right so that's the, uh, uh, and then going back to I, I, I quoted while I was standing here casting out imaginations 2 Corinthians 10 5 but the interesting thing is, before you get to 2 Corinthians 10.5, when you're in chapter, verse 3, it says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, fleshly, things that we can see, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, right? Right? It says, for the pulling down of strongholds. It says, casting, then it goes into casting down all imaginations and every high thing to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to be his Christ. But it says, look, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are not in the visible, they're in the invisible. So you're, you're, you're binding things in the spirit realm or as. Pastor Mel referred to in the airways. And why are we able to do that? Because we're speaking spirit. You know, God spoke into us some ability. And let's go over here to John chapter 6. 
again, we're talking about faith sounds. And, and if we recognize, you know, I'll just use me. Uh, you know, I, well, I told you the story, so I'm not going to repeat the story, but I told you the story of how I used to speak negativity in my life because I didn't know any better. And I was actually a plan off of the motto, prepare for the worst. You know, because, you know, some some cultures, some circles, some families, they tell you to prepare for the worst. So I was like, well, I'm going to speak it out. So if it happened, I was ready for it. Not knowing that the only reason it happened is because I spoke it out. <laughs> like, so I'm going to see, 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 I told you that was going to happen. Yeah, look, I told you with my words it was going to happen and it happened. So why does that only happen negatively? Why don't we try to use that same thing? I told you that was going to happen for the positive or what we're really believing for. And I get it, man. In the face of uncertain, uncertainty is intimidating. Uh, one of the young ministers, he's a pastor now, he said, he said let me ask you something. Uh, when he first, uh, before he uh, planted his church, he said, can I ask you a question? What do you do with the uncertainty? I, I, so we was talking about, like, I was, he, he was just saying, like, because I really believe this is what I'm supposed to do, but there's so many uncertain factors. I said, see, well, that's where the faith kicks in. Like, uh, as the scripture says, against hope, believed in hope, right? Yeah, I was just referring to Abraham, I believe, right? right? So against the expectation of something manifesting, the person still had the expectation of something manifesting. Otherwise, when would we use faith? See, so when darkness and void is intimidating you to say it's not going to happen, right, you're speaking faith sounds and believing against all contradiction is what the scripture says in Hebrews with Jesus says against all contradiction. It says he endured, like, you know, against all contradiction. So whatever is con contradicting what God has said or what's been in you or what you're believing for, you're still believing. Like, listen, it's not believing if you don't have mountains, if you don't have hurdles, if you don't have uncertainty, if things don't look like it's going right at once. You sit there, we're inspired by all these testimonies. There's testimonies of people that, uh, that, that kept believing, endured to the end. So, 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 again, that spoke faith sounds in the midst of fearful situations, okay? All right, so here we have something that we have in the so 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 I was I was studying this out just just from the angle God breathed in us the breath of life and we came to live in soul speaking spirits. But what I realized is God has been continuously breathing in us. You know how uh I was watching a football game the other day and I watched the player uh made a great play. He made the he he made a play I don't know it was like an interception or whatever and he's picked up the ball and he's running. He's running now he's not used to having to run that fast for that long. He's used to going in short spurts. You know, he plays defense, so he's used to, you know, maybe swimming through a guy, working real hard and then grabbing a quarterback or maybe running after running back for four or five yards. But because he got the uh uh the interception he had to run yards. So he's running, running. So what was he? He was out of what? Breath. So when he comes to the sideline, everybody congratulating him. He's going like this. And he was on his way. They're moving him towards something. They're moving him towards the oxygen machine. Now, now, did he have oxygen in him? Of course. He was breathing. He was standing all right. But it was get, he needed some assistance. 
So what I recognize is even though God breathed the breath of life in us a long time ago, he's constantly giving us assistance. He's constantly giving us an oxygen machine. You know what it's called? It's called the word. He's still breathing into us that ability to be speaking spirits. Look here. John chapter 6. Yeah, verse 63. It said, it is the spirit that quickeneth. That word quickeneth means make alive. Make alive. All right, so, so it says to... to it says, it is the spirit that's quickeneth. Look, the, f the flesh profiteth nothing. So it's saying that your flesh does not help you. You got to stay in the spirit because that is what awakens things. That, you know, we're talking about uh, uh, dreaming again. That's what awakens your dreams. You see what I'm saying? That's what resurrects what you want it manifested. Like, like the spirit. But then look here. If you keep on reading here, it says, the, this is in red letters. So this is Jesus speaking, right? It says, look, the words that I speak unto you, look, they are spirit and they are life. The words that I speak unto you, they're, that I what? That I speak unto you, they're spirit and life. So God is still breathing life into us through his word. Right? It's just, so we got a backup spiritual oxygen machine that's keeping us uh keeping us ready to be speaking spirits. When we get depleted of our ability to speak, you know, sometimes you just don't know, you just can't get it out. You just can't. You know, even though the circumstances, circumstances seem so insurmountable, it's hard for you to speak faith. But God is saying, take in my word. Look, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God that you're hearing is speaking uh, spirit and life into you. Faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17, and hearing by the word of God. So what it's saying is the more you breathe in this word, the more you're going to speak faith sounds. Because we talked about it. We went through the whole, our, uh, our pillars of faith. We went through, there's a, there's a uh, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith, Romans uh, 12, 3. But you don't want that faith in you. You want it coming up out of you. Well, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Why? Because Spirit and life is being spoken into you. It's bringing it to the surface, but you don't want it just to the surface. You want to activate it. Uh, in uh, Galatians 5, 6, I think Galatians 5, 6, faith worketh by love. It's activated by love, right? And then you don't want to just activate it. You, you, don't want to, you don't want faith in that moment, Jamal. You want faith throughout every aspect of your life. And the scripture says in Romans 1, 17, it just shall live by faith. Right, So we can speak faith sounds if we allow ourselves to be saturated with God's um, breath called the word, right? Which I could use some now, right? A little extra breath, <laughs> right? It's been a busy week. Haven't had a chance to run as much as I normally do. All right, so, all right, so John 15, let's go to John 15. Because we're speaking spirits. We don't establish that we're speaking spirits through Genesis 2-7, right? Living souls, speaking spirit. John 6-63, the words he speak to us the spirit of life. So he's still constantly flooding us what it takes for us to be speaking spirits. But look at here, John 15-7. So here, oh, this is great. So I gave you the example of the guy that was running, and he ran out of oxygen. They took him to the side, and they put that breathing machine on him to, to, to kind of ignite his ability to, you know, because you know, oxygen is good for you. You know that, right? 
You know, just 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 like your vitality. You 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 know, as men get older, they need more oxygen. They probably don't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? That's why your blood got to flow because what it's sending oxygen to you, right? <laughs> right? If you don't have oxygen, you're not a great athlete, are you? You're not a great dancer. You're not a great singer. <laughs> you're not a great speaker because <laughs> you can't breathe, <laughs> right? All right, so here, so we said God has sent, set, set up for us to have a spiritual oxygen machine. But then I see over here, God has set up for us to have an eternal oxygen machine that keeps feeding us. So it's one thing, you know, is the guy with <laughs> a breath and he gets the oxygen machine that's, that's outside of his body sitting on the side. But imagine if he ran out of breath and, and on the inside, oxygen kicked in. On the inside of him. He never had to go to an oxygen machine. Well, God has done that with us. He's given us this word to breathe in us. The words I speak to your spirit and life. But look here in John 15. John 15. Not trying to get deep, but trying to get us to understand what he's trying to do so we can constantly speak faith sounds. It says, uh, uh, verse 7 is... Well, verse 5, because it's one of my favorite scriptures. Uh, it says, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth or remain in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If a, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burnt. Verse 7 is what we're highlighting right here. It says, if ye abide in me, remain in me. So not just visit me, not just talk about me, not just acknowledge me, not just give me a shout out, but remain in me, submerged in me. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, right? Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. If any man be in Christ, inside Christ, submerged in Christ, not if any man talk about Christ, just came up to the altar and accepted Christ, but live in the world. It says in Christ, still inside Christ, right? And so this says, if, if you abide, remain in me, inside of me, and my words abide in you, remain in you. So now these words that speak spirit and life, these words that are helping us to be speaking spirits, if they remain in us, it says, look, it says, it says, ye shall ask what ye will. Now you shall speak faith words into the atmosphere, and it shall be done unto you. That's the, the, the scripture just said that, right? And I, and you know, as I was, grew up as a Christian, I would hear people uh, uh, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. You know, you know, because you had this uh, uh, the charismatic word of faith movement is what they call it. Really, was a movement. It was the Bible, right? They was like, that's them naming and claiming people, them blabbing and grabbing people. Okay, but how do we get around what the word just says? How do we get around it? Because that word just said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will, it shall be done on you. So this is the key. You can't just name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. If the words don't remain, if you're not submerging God and his word is not submerged in you. So that's not, I heard a little scripture. I know a couple of couple scriptures. I, I, I quote scriptures from time to time. Listen, John 15, I told you this, and sometimes you got to catch the little intangibles. Uh, it's, uh, it's a book called Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray. Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray. It's on your book list if you got the, uh, the New Beginnings Handbook or if you got the Commit to the Dig Handbook. It's on the book list. Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray. It's the first book when I decided to really live for Christ that I read through. 
The book is about John 15. And it's, it's, it's a, it gives you, it tells you to read a chapter a day. It's thir- I think it's like 30 chapters, but it says you can only get a day's portion in a day. And it walks through John 15. And when I read it and I started to understood, apart from him, I can do nothing. And I, I knew I wanted to produce fruit. I knew even as I produced fruit, I was going to go through a purging to produce more fruit. But then I also understood that I needed this word in me. And I need it so saturated in me that, that when I open my mouth, faith sounds come out. Faith-filled words came out. And the only way that was going to happen is I was had to go feed my, fill myself up with that word. And so I started to read everywhere I went. I started to read uh, 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 if I, if, uh, while I was waiting for the, uh, the car wash. Before I even got a car, I was reading on the bus. I was reading on the train. I was reading every cha- reading at lunch. Then I start working in corrections. I read all day. As long as, the, as long as I had the unit under control, while they was watching movies, I was reading. While they was playing games, I was reading. While they was lifting weights, I was reading. Then I work a second shift, and I would be studying all night long. Because I realize I want what I, when I speak something, I want those faith sounds to manifest what I desire. And I knew the only way I was going to do that is to get this word in me, which I didn't have in me. So let's say we don't have the word in us. Cool. It's not, not, not cool. It's not cool. But what I'm saying is there's a reality with that, right? If the, if the word does not remain in you, then you're not going to ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. But then you're not going to complain either. I'm saying that respectfully. Uh, make sure I don't say that with any level of sarcasm or anything. So I'm saying like, if we look at it, the key would be what? Submerging ourselves in the word. It's a master key to speaking faith sounds. Now, think about it. You speak what you consume. When you're around people that's always talking negative. When you're around people that's always worrying. You saying what they're saying. Right? When you're around people in certain cultures and everybody's talking about certain things, you're saying it. You, 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 may, you may be overconfident saying, nah, this ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't roll like that. But you're consuming what you absorb the most. You may just be talking about sports all the time. But guess what? That's still not. So you're submerged in the data of sports. That doesn't. Which. If that comes out of you, you ask what you will, it ain't going to be done unto you that way. Or maybe it will. Maybe you'll just be basing things. Because, you know, that's why I, I don't watch games with everybody. Because they be speaking fearful words. Hey, they rooting for the team. But the whole time, man, they ain't going to do right. The game, the game just started, man. The game just started. Why are you using your prophetic words to speak against my crew? Matter of fact, tell you what. Why don't you go home and I can just watch the game by myself? Because <laughs> I don't care until I see zeros, I ain't speaking negative. Matter of fact, till the season's over, I'm, I'm believing we win it. I don't care if it's championship, Super Bowl, whatever. I'm believing to the, to, to the, I always got hope. To ask her, she'll tell you, I'm just like that. All right, so, so I'm saying we have to watch what we absorb, right? So this says uh, we want his word abiding in us. So now you might say, oh, all I got to do is read scriptures. What's the big deal? It'll just remain in me. But that's not true. If you go to Mark chapter 4, this is kind of an audible because this is not in my notes. But the Lord said, Keith, you can't say that without saying this. I So here you have, this is great. This is Jesus telling the parable here. 
he's, he's given a parable and he, he broke it down in the, the first part, the parable of the sower, and he, he was explaining why he taught in parables. He kind of broke it down and the disciples was like, give me a breakdown of, 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 of what you're talking about, Jesus. He, said, he says, look, if you don't know this parable, you ain't going to know none of them. So when I read the Bible and somebody says, if you don't know this one, none of them are going to make sense. Guess what I'm going to try to do? I'm going to study this parable so it'll help me to understand all the other ones. See, see what I'm saying is not, it's not, it looks complicated, but it really is not. That's false evidence appearing real. The devil, uh, come back, come back up, Pastor Mel. Come back up, come back up. All right, so the adversary sitting in front of you with a screen up going, hey, there's no way you're going to understand this word. Man, it's like King James. Then they got like uh, the English Standard Version. Then you got the NIV, uh, the New International Version. You know, some of that's kind of dicey. You know, you got Darby's. You got the Orthodox Jewish Version. Come on. There's no way you're going to know all this stuff. And then there's a lot of information. You know, hey, just hey, listen. Listen to a couple scriptures, ver verses, and just go about your business. Don't really try to really know this stuff. You'll be okay. That's false evidence appearing real. That ain't even close to true. And, and you can have a seat, lovely lady. Had a great day with you today. Yeah. I so up and down green, going to Greenville. All right. But the interesting thing is, you know why it's not true? Because look at your life. As much as you, some of you go, it's hard for me to learn stuff. Really? Is it really that hard? Because look at the things that, listen, you've mastered how to not be embarrassed. I mean, detail. Listen, listen. You can write a book of figuring out how to not be embarrassed. Listen, some of y'all could be lawyers. Because your, 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 your level of defense is amazing. It's amazing. You can be a lawyer. And it's exhaustive to specific detail. Matter of fact, some people you've overwhelmed. But how can you overwhelm somebody if you're stupid? Right? How, how, how do you overwhelm somebody if you're stupid? Because if you're stupid, everything you say is easy to figure out. Right? Right, and then, so these guys with sports. Man, ask somebody about sports. Man, they'll give you stats. No, 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 dude. No, that was 93. They won that championship in 93. How you know that? Mr. ain't got no memory. It's hard for me to understand the scriptures. How you know? How do you know what year? You see what I'm saying? And then these games. How do you master all these levels of games? Matter of fact, talking trash. Oh, come over to my house. You don't want to see me? You don't want to see me? Not P4. What, what, what? What? 2K whatever. I know there's a lot of 2Ks now. Whatever. It was 2K19. 2K19. Oh, you definitely don't want to see me 2K19. And we definitely don't want to do 20 or 8. Let's 18. We don't even want to talk about. Let's try the newer version. But I'm still going to slam on you. How, how, do you, you know, I'm going to tell you right now. I can't play none of them. Because I haven't. I said, because I haven't. I was about to say something. I was about to say, because I haven't. But, but the whole point is, if, 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 I, if I try to play one of y'all today, I'm going to get my behind kick. Because I don't know the, the, the principles or the rules. 
Then I watch this. Okay, okay. So some of y'all, y'all don't play 2K. Y'all don't, y'all don't have no, no stats. Just that now, you know, everything that's on the show that's about to come up tomorrow. But anyway, but let's just move the shows and all that. There's very few people in here that don't have a phone, tablet, or something. Do you know there's people that don't even know how to work none of those things? But you done figured out how to work that tablet and that phone intricately. Listen, you'll be telling people. No, 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 no. See, if you want, you can double, triple text. You can double, triple text, back text, and then you know you can you can respond to your own text. Like you, you, you <laughs> I just I just made all that up. Yeah, but what I'm saying, but that's how y'all be talking, right? Oh no, all you got to do is this, 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 that, and the other. If you're so, if you figured out how to how to do all this stuff, all this technology, you can't figure the word. You know that was based on a third grade education, right? I could be wrong. If if okay. No, wait, wait. When I say I could be wrong, no higher than sixth grade. It was either third or sixth, but I think it's third. No higher than sixth grade. The Bible. Okay, but why are you researching it? Oh, look, the whole time. Time out. This is great. This is great. This is great. Look, this is a perfect example. Perfect example. Oh, I love this. I just said it's based on a third and sixth grade. Look at the reflex. I'm going to research that. No, no, that's fine. You want to know. But the whole point is I'm going to reflex. Why are you going to See, I want to. Maybe I can find out it's not based on that. Not, that's not what you were thinking. Let me finish. Right. But, but, don't, but think, think of the reflex. But guess what? What I just heard, that's, what, that's how I want y'all to roll with this. You hear something? The Bible says, search the scriptures to see if it's so. I'm going to research that. Same principle. We, not uh, to see if this is based on a third grade education. To see if what King James said and Pastor Keith's version of what he said is true. Everybody had the same reflex. I'm going to research that. I'm good with that. I'm going to research it, please. Because <laughs> the research you got to do what? You got to get in the word. <laughs> right? So that's what I'm saying. We do that. You know, some of y'all know what all these stars is doing, who they was married to, who they was married to the fifth time, what movie they've been in, how many times they've been in the movie, how much they got paid for being in the movie. So I'm just saying that we have the ability, but let's go here to uh, Mark chapter 4, because the scripture says if the words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. That's what we were talking about before I went into that tangent. Uh, so uh, Mark 4, 14, it says, the sower soweth the word, right? It says, and these are they by the wayside. These are they by the wayside. What was just said? No, the sower soweth the word. <laughs> I did that for a reason. <laughs> and these are they by the wayside. Where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately. Remember, we talked about that script that Satan tried to put up between me and Pastor Mel. It didn't work. Uh, it says, with a word of song, but when they heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. So there's some people that get the word. It doesn't abide because Satan takes it immediately. Look, look here. It says, and these are they likewise, similar to those. Right? It says, which are sown on stony ground, 
who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. So receive it with gladness is almost, you ever sit in the service and the pastor's teaching something and it's convicting, like the person knows, oh man, talk about me. So let's say the pastor says, you know, we just got to get past porn. Amen, pastor, but the person's dealing with porn. No, 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 they're saying amen, they're intercepting that word from penetrating their heart. So you ever talk to somebody and, and before you can really, like they fight and they fight and they fight and, and you get them to a point where, they, where there's a truth and then they go, so every other time they fight, now you give them the truth, they kind of jump you. I know, I know, I know. Like, because now they got to sit and absorb, oh, I was tripping. I don't know what I was talking about just now. Well, this is what the scripture is saying. That word comes forth, they receive it with gladness, they intercept it. They don't let it penetrate their heart to make a change, right? See, see, and the reason why I know that is these are they that are sown on stony ground. See, so if you're sowing a seed on stony ground, it doesn't get in to, to root like it wants to, right? Uh, it says verse 17, and ha look, it says it was uh, the receiver of gladness, it says, and have no root in themselves. So that word doesn't have root in them, right? And it says, and so endure but for a time. But afterward, when affliction or persecution or circumstances, I just added that, arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. So, so just because we sat in church and we got the word doesn't mean that it's all going to take. You know what I mean when I say it take like it's absorbed or you got it, right? It says, and then verse 18, and these are they which are sown among thorns. Now, these people hear the word, Right? Now, it's basically saying the other people didn't even hear the word. They didn't even get it. It says they hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, deception of riches, and the lust of other things enter in and choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. So the goal is not just to know the word, quote the word, have the word, it's to produce fruit from the word. Right? And then it says, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it, and bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100. See, the last group of people are speaking faith sounds. Because they got that word. It took root. It's abiding in them while they're abiding in God. His word's abiding in them. So they're asking what they will and it shall be done. So now God can continue to be fruitful, replenish, and be fruitful and multiply. Back to Genesis. He says, be fruitful, produce, replenish, replace, multiply that which is already produced, right, for other people. So God can continue to do that if the word's in you. But we, we have so much other stuff in our head, we don't have what it takes to speak faith-filled words, faith sounds. And that's what God is trying to do. He's trying to get us to what? Speak faith sounds. He's trying to get us to do what? Right, so 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 we're trying to create an uh, uh, in the airways. We're trying to create an atmosphere of faith or the sound of faith. So 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 I watched this. Can uh, can two walk together unless they be agreed? But in Genesis eleven six, it says they were of one mind, one speech, and nothing was restrained from them that they imagined to do. They were in agreement. So imagine as God gets us in agreement of faith. So I remember some years ago, Trina, hopefully you don't mind me sharing this, but Trina was like, man, you know, I've, been to, uh, I've seen churches where, 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 you know, the spirit is moving and people are flowing. And so, so as I was talking about, a lot of that is us. 
It's not just the preacher, but it's not just the people. It's the collective. Like we all, we all need each other. So it's the prayers, the uh, uh, five o'clock intercessory prayer. There's the prayers before service now. So, so see how things flow in your house or in this house when you get lazy. Now, I'm, I'm not putting nobody down, but let's just say you go, you forget about God's house. Look at how that week flows. Look at all the, the things that may even happen in the house. Look at your household if you're supposed to be praying and consistently praying. How do the weeks go when you, you decide you don't feel like praying or you get lazy? So, so, so without me saying anything, just be honest. How, how's it go? You can just throw some words out. So, amen. You had, like, you had that uh, being in the stadium watching your son's play face. You know, she's... That's how she'd be rolling. She'd be she's like, get him, Harold. Like, so, so, so she had like, she said, real bad. So I mean, I mean, that's it. She's the only one. Everybody else, everything goes well when you not praying. All right, all right, that's enough. That's enough. Come, come, come down. Come down. Which, which frustrating? Frustrating? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's cool. I'm just saying. How's it go? See, the thing is, you speak out the reality of how it goes. You, if, if, if you confess it, God is faithful and just to forgive you of it, cleanse you of it, and now we can start with a clean slate and start speaking and, be, and stay consistent. See, do, see, if you abide me, my words remain in you. It's a sustained thing. I have to stay inside God. If you stay inside God, you can pray all the time. But if you get tempted to get pulled out of his presence, you're, not, you're tempted to what? Not, not pray, not intercede. Now, listen, that's, I don't want to call it a fear, but that's my uh, motivation to pray for everybody in the church. Because it's a lot of people. Everybody we connected to, that's why I'm praying for it. My family. Because if you don't, that's more work to have to minister to them because they're in a situation. So I, I'm praying. Like, you don't have to... Hey, hey, I'm on the wall. Somebody ain't on the wall on the wall. But don't be taking me for granted now your kids take you for granted. Yeah. They got that. You got that, right? Don't be taking me for granted. Like, me and Pastor Mel, like, y'all got that, right? Oh, I ain't praying today. They probably praying, though. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> See, when you're praying and you're connecting to God, you're, you're, he says, keep me in remembrance of my word. Right, so you're speaking faith sounds. God has already spoken faith sounds. We're in agreement. What's going to manifest? What God desires by faith, right? So, so that's why we have to uh, make sure we 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 create an atmosphere of faith. This is how we got saved. Let's go to Romans ten. Romans ten. It makes all this stuff make sense because people think some of this stuff is spooky, but it, it's it all connects. There's a there's a there's a system there's a system of operation that if you connect to it, you'll see. Okay, then it becomes real to you. When it becomes real to you, now you you can operate in it. So 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 your pastor, when I heard these things. I, 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 I took them to a lab. I tried to test them. Cause I, cause, or what you say, uh, I'm going to research that. Well, I, I not only researched it, I, I tried it. Because I wanted, I can't just do this stuff because somebody told me. It has to be real to me. And when, it, when I start seeing the manifestation of, manifestation, manifestation of it, I was like, oh, this stuff worked. 
And, I'm, and we're going to go into the scripture that started this process for me. It started me to speak faith sounds. We're going to go into that in a second, but we're going to read Romans 10, 9, and 10. Well, I guess it just started the whole process. I wouldn't even be in position to operate in faith. We'll start with verse 8. It says, uh, Romans 10, verse 8. But what saith it? Saith, saith. Again, they're speaking. Uh, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, even in thine heart. That is, look, the word of faith, faith words, faith sounds, which we preach. So we're preaching words of faith. Now it's breaking it down what, what that looks like. Verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, that you're speaking, right? Confess, you're in agreement with what God says. If thou, if, if thou will agree with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be, shalt be saved. Now the next verse explains why. It says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession or agreement is made unto salvation. So basically this scripture is saying if you believe something and you're not going to believe something unless it's built up in your heart, you have enough evidence in your heart where it's real to you. you know, when I walk down that aisle, you know, because I sat, I sat in, that, in that back for a long time under, under restraints. Of the, of the devil, you know, they would get an altar call. I couldn't move. I knew I should have moved, but I couldn't move. But I needed some belief to, to, to remove those shackles. And see, I didn't have enough word at the time to really believe. So I felt that the shackles that was on me in that seat had more power over me than I had over it. But the more word I got, the more I started, whoa, I, I need this. And I went up to the altar. And I, when I confessed with my mouth, I actually believed in my heart. And from that day forward, my life started to, all things kept being passed away and all things kept becoming new. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, all things becoming new. And it's still happening to this day. And it's happened all the way up here to 57 years old to new beginnings. From the time I confessed with my mouth and believed in my heart, Right? I so, but, but this scripture that we're going to in Mark chapter 11 is the scripture, uh, a major scripture in the change in my life and the change in what was manifesting in my life. All right, so before I get to that, I had put a note in here, so I don't want to forget. So he said, well, you believe in your heart, and you confess with your mouth. So it works the opposite too. If you believe the negative with your heart and confess that with your mouth, that's going to manifest too. Similar to Romans 10, 9, and 10. Right? And so, so, just like what you believe will manifest, what you don't believe will work the same way. So a lot of times we believe family members or church members or friends. We believe uh, people are against us. And they normally end up being against you. You ever walk into a situation where everybody says, uh, I remember this one situation, they says, well, can't nobody talk to her? Is this young lady in the family that was, uh, uh, everybody saw as very wicked and cussed everybody out, snapped on everybody. And so I said, well, y'all just, just want me to go talk to her? Uh, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't living for God. I was just out there kicking it in Newark. Um, but I just, I just always believed that there was more to people than what you say. I said, I'll go talk to her. No, nah, nah, what you, you better not. You better not. I said, no, 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 let's just go talk. So I went and talked to the person. The person broke down and started crying. Now, I didn't know I was supposed to do that for a living. I just knew that something in me said there's more than what they say and there's more than what I see. 
So I went in there and the person broke down and started crying. And it would be situations like that throughout my life where I was like, well, hey, they would give me the documentation. I worked at, this was when I was a Christian, I was working at school, and the guy gave me a whole stack of information about this kid that had, a, a, it was a form of autism. So he gave me all the pieces. I just want to give you all this stuff so you know how to deal with my child. I said, well, I don't need that paper. He said, no, 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 you don't understand. You need this information so you know how to operate with them. I said, man, if I deal with that paper, your child will never change. Because I'm playing off of what the paper says and what y'all believe. Because they have read all the information. It got in their heart, and that's what they believed. And so nobody could deal with the young man. But before it was over, man, this young man was taking care of business, doing all types of things, doing things they never thought possible. You know why? Because I believed what God said. You see, so, so that's the, that, you got to go into these situations. That's why the scripture says, love them. Love your enemies. Pray for them that despitefully use you. You know what he's saying? What he's saying is you start speaking faith sounds, which is activated by love. That's going to change that person. That it's going to throw off their circuit. They, that, they're ready for a fight, but they're not ready for love and faith. Well, see, it's hard for us to believe that and to try. Guess what? What are we speaking in the atmosphere when we're not around them? What are we confessing over them? What we see or what God says? That, are we confessing the eyes of their understanding being enlightened? That's Ephesians 1.18. That's what God says. See, we can speak faith in the atmosphere and people will start to change. So when you're not around, you, you might say, well, you can't go around that person right now. Okay, fine, but you can intercede. You can, oh, you can operate in the airways because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places, right? All right, so uh, Mark chapter 11, right? That's what I told you how to go there, right? I love this. This is our foundation here. It says, uh, all right, so the, the, the backdrop is, backdrop is uh, Jesus' disciples, they're walking, and uh, Jesus sees a tree, a fig tree afar off. He sees leaves, so the leaves says, hey, there's figs. Leaves was the signal to draw attention that there's figs, almost like having a form of godliness. Draws attention that you have words of wisdom and things of that nature. So he goes to 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 partake of some fruit so when you show leaves people are looking for fruit so he goes to to get fruit but there's no fruit on the tree jesus curses the tree let no man eat fruit of the here of thee hereafter and then they just keep walking down the road they come back later the tree is withered to the ground master oh my god that tree that you spoke as a speaking spirit to yielded to what you said right and then Jesus responded to him in verse 20, 22 Jesus answered answering saith unto them have faith in God because they, they was focusing on him you're amazing look at what you can do he said no 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 have faith in God he's basically saying have faith in the source of our faith have faith in the source of our faith. Right? Remember, ab you abide in me, my words abide in you. Verse 23, for verily I say unto you, Jesus is still talking, that whosoever shall say, speaking spirits, faith sounds 
unto this mountain, whatever the mountain is, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not what? Doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he what? Saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever what? He saith. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And then, of course, it says, when you stand praying, forgive, if ye have ought against any, that your Father also in heaven will forgive your trespasses. So, so, so it's, it's merging all these things because it's saying, yes, you can speak faith sounds to manifest some things, but you can't doubt in your heart. Because now that's not faith sounds. If you, if you, as soon as you put doubt in there, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. As soon as you put doubt in there, I did the uh, thing with the baptism for the, the one of the first baptisms we did, and uh, I put a little piece of dirt, uh, just a little bit of dirt inside the water, and so the water was 100% pure. But I put a little bit of dirt, and I asked the kids, "Okay, is it 100% pure?" No, the whole thing was dirty. Just a little bit of dirt, a little bit of doubt, dirties all the faith words. So we cannot doubt. Now, you say to yourself, sometimes I doubt. Okay, so that means we need some more resuscitation. We need, we need some more spiritual oxygen, right, Jamal? We need, you know, when the guy couldn't breathe, what happened? They just put the oxygen on him, you know, so he could breathe some more. That's the word. Because these words I speak to you, they're spirit and life. And the more spirit and life to you, that, that, that abides in you, faith comes. And you'll speak faith-filled words. Um, I know I'm I'm kinda let's 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 because I gotta end here. So let's let's that's so much. Right, we're gonna end with Matthew twelve, but I'm gonna give you a couple other scriptures just to speak to this point point of us being speaking spirits. So James chapter two verse twelve. Uh, uh, James chapter two verse twelve, you can write that down. In James chapter 4, verse 3, before I speed up what I'm doing here. And I might not get to it till next week, but 1 John 5, 14. But we're going to end with Matthew 12, 33 through, I believe it's uh, 35. So James, what did I tell you for James 2? Yeah, James 2.12. So James 2.12 says, look, it says, uh, so speak ye and so do as they shall be judged by the law of liberty. You know, the freedom of speech. So speak ye and so do. Speaking spirits. Speaking spirits. Just keep that in mind. James 4. We go over to James 4 real quick. Yeah, that was 2.12. I just read, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, you good. You're all right. All right, so James 4, verse 3, right? It says, uh, you shall ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it in your own lust. So a lot of times we go, but I ask. This is, uh, 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 was it Matthew 7? It says, asking you shall receive. Seeking you shall find. Knocking the door shall be opened unto you. He that asketh receiveth. I ask, how can I receive? It says, because you ask amiss or you have doubt in your heart. Or James 1, you, you're double-minded, right? So, so, so it's not, 
See, this is the thing. When God tells you something, you have faith words, you to remain in them, it takes a consistency of nurturing. You got to nurture that word. You got to keep speaking that thing. In the midst of whatever the circumstances, you got to speak what you believe and keep speaking it and keep speaking it and keep speaking it. Now, the interesting thing is some things, have, a lot of things have manifest, but some things are, are still getting there. But she will tell you this, but for years, even dance, even back to the dance studio, I've been confessing uh, as a part of my confession. Uh, okay, this is come to me. Uh, thank you, Lord. For, so we have, let's see, for, I think it's the provision for Ayers Christian Center Church, Ayers Christian Center staff, and the Ayers Campus. That's it. I thank you for the provision for Ayers Christian Center Church, Ayers Christian Center staff, and Ayers Campus. I, we didn't even have a campus. And we didn't have no staff. But we about to have staff and campus. <laughs> right? But, but regardless, dance studio, uh, leasing, I've been confessing that for the longest. It, it's, 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 it's just a part of my life now. This is just a couple other things that we'll, we'll get into here at, 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 here. In, Shortly, I don't have time for all of them now. So the thing is, just keep speaking it. Uh, praying for the vision this year. I've been praying it the whole year. I thank you, Lord, for vision 2019. Of course, I've been summarizing it. I thank you for new beginnings in our communion with you. Our anointing, our, our, all of us. Yeah, because I'm, I'm praying this for all of us, right? Our communion with you, our connection with you, uh, uh, knowing you by the heart, walking in your anointing. I thank you, Lord, for our new beginnings in our covenants. So whatever, if your covenant is with God because you're single, and you're a new beginning in, in that solid covenant, new beginning is covenant in marriages, knowing, knowing each other by the heart, the two becoming one flesh. So I, I, I confess that daily. New beginnings in extending our love to our family, extending family, friends, and loved ones. All that's in the vision if you go back and look at it. And it's, it's, it's been amazing. I know it's been amazing in our life, but we've seen it in other people's lives. Uh, reconciliation, restoration. You know what I'm saying? Then, um, and, and, and it, it didn't always start that way. There was a, there, you know how they say it's a, a storm before the blessing or something. Like it looked volatile, but it drew the people in a situation where now they had to heal. Right? And guess, new beginnings in receiving the desires of our heart. Oh, Lord. When I get into all the stuff that God has been doing there. You see what I'm saying? But from the time God told us what the vision was, that's been a part of my prayer, in addition to me praying for everybody and the things I confess every, every day. So, so, so we have to, we're speaking spirits. Man, I'm not doing this stuff just to be doing it. I'm doing it because I know it's true. It works. It and then when stuff starts happening, that's how we've been doing I've been casting vision for years. I flip the vision into a confession. And when stuff starts manifesting, look, look, Pastor Mel ain't just following her husband because she, she my wife. She's seen some, well, this stuff work, man. <laughs> And she be saying stuff. It just be, babe, remember you said that? Remember you said this? Remember you said that? See, what I'm saying is like, like the stuff works. And all we're doing is trying to, we're still growing, but we're trying to line ourselves up with who God said we are. That we can speak faith sounds and stuff can manifest. We have the power, basically. But if the devil gets you in doubt and unbelief with that false evidence appearing real, You'll talk your way out of everything. I was just listening to a, a sportscaster, and he was telling me about the. He was talking about the previous one player was talking about the previous team. He said, "Man, I had to lead that team." He says they don't want to win. 
He said, one thing about that environment, they didn't believe they could win. He said, I couldn't wait to get out of there. He said, no, he never said they were a bad team. He never said they weren't talented. He said they didn't believe they could win. And see, that makes a difference. Are you in agreement to win or are you in agreement to lose? See, heirs, we're trying to be in an agreement to win in every aspect of our lives. Right? All right, so, so I gave you that. I told you James 2. I told you James 4. Where I said we was going to end up, so I said we was going to end up with Matthew 12. But I told you 1 John 5, 14, right? So let's go to Matthew 12, and we'll talk about 1 John 5, 14. It says, and this is the confidence we have. If we pray anything, if we ask anything according to and harmony with his will, his words, his words that, that he spoke to us that, what, they are spirit and they are life, his words that create uh allow us to be speaking spirits, if we ask anything in harmony with that and agreement with it, we can have the petitions that we desire of him. Is it, see, see, according to his word, the same word that's speaking life into us. And then Matthew 12, we'll end with Matthew 12. All right, so uh, Matthew 12, 33. It says, uh, it says, either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt for the tree is known by its fruit and I know hey, why are you talking about trees well the Bible says we shall be like trees planted by the rivers of water bringing forth fruit in our season so either we're going to be a good tree bringing forth good fruit or we're going to be a corrupt tree bringing forth corrupt fruit well how do we know what our fruit is uh, you're snared by the words of your mouth what's coming out of your mouth Right, okay, well, let's keep on reading here. Verse 34, oh, generation of vipers, how can you be eat, being evil? So now this is breaking down the type of fruit you're producing. How can ye, being evil, speak good things? Look, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. What you have in abundance, what you submerged in, what you've consumed. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. So this is saying... Even in the last days, you're measured by what you've been saying. The, the phrase that we've heard in our life, you are what you eat. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, because they speak life into you. They resuscitate you. They make you a speaking spirit, and you speak faith-filled words. You see what I'm saying? So, 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 you can almost come to the judgment seat, um, something that, that I've learned in counseling over the years, I just be asking questions. Let people discover for themselves. Man, I don't have no time to be like, you tripping. Now, if we have a relationship and I'm picking with you and I'm being humorous, I, go, I might go, you tripping. But normally, if it's a serious, tense situation, I'm not going to be sitting there telling you what you're doing. I, you have to discover it. And how you're going to discover it, a lot of times, is what you are doing and what you are saying. You have to discover, you can't control nobody else. But you can't control what's coming out of your mouth. And so I can see God going, just, look, look play, let's play back the tape. Jesus, Holy Spirit, and then play back all the things you said. And you're going, you wonder why this is manifesting. And now, why are you mad at me? I can see God going, so, so explain to me what you're upset about. 
Well, you know, I've been believing. I've gone to church 17 years. You know, and this person got blessed. And said, he says, okay, so let's play back the tape. What have you been saying for 17 years? Have you been saying my word? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about when you was at church. I'm talking about all the time. When no one's watching. When you're kicking it. with what are you? What are you saying? Oh, 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 let's run back this tape. Well, you know, I just curse every once in a while. Well, you know you're snared by the words of your mouth. You were cursing yourself, not the person. Even though the words came out against the person, you, you're snared by those words, not them. And so, but, but you thought, but, but Lord, no, ho, 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 Jesus, they made me upset. Okay, so now you're saying that when you get upset, it's okay for you to curse yourself. When you get upset, it's okay for you to steal or leak out or bleed out your blessings. It's okay. I'm, I'm, just, I, explain to me. Because if, if, if I knew, I could see Jesus telling us, if I knew my words was as powerful as they were, I would really watch what I say. Matter of fact, I would make sure I feed myself with so much of what God's word says, only then comes out as faith sound. I wouldn't allow myself to do anything but faith sounds. And everybody could talk about me. Everybody can think I'm tripping. But people think I'm tripping when I'm, when I'm speaking crazy sounds. <laughs> so, hey, why don't I use it to my advantage? You could think I'm tripping while the Lord is blessing me because I'm speaking faith sounds and I'm being snared by that. All right, that's enough for today. Let's, 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 let's. <laughs> Let's, let's, let's hit the people that are on the call or online or calling in. Uh, what does it make you think about? What thoughts that you have? 